Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Greetings, everyone. Today is Thursday, September 15th, 2022. And we've just got around a week or so left in this 2022 Virgo season. By now, we are well enough into the season to sense and see in our lives and in our charts how this Virgo season has been rolling out so far. A lot of reports from folks I consult with and others following life astrologically have noted how different this Virgo season, especially since the end of August and beginning of September, has been for them this year, which makes so much sense with both the Mars ingress into Gemini and the Mercury retrograde through Libra and Virgo this season. So mutable friends are those with important placements in Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces have been getting a shakeup perhaps not felt for some time, because there's been so much focus on the fixed sign houses for a while, with Saturn and Uranus, which still remains so, that the mutable placements haven't been as affected by as of late, but things are starting to change. So here we are in all due cycle in the depth of Virgo season, perhaps with a little bit more noise or a little bit more fiery, surprising, aggressive, spicy, or catalyzing energy than in years before. Mercury stations direct again at 24 degrees Virgo at the beginning of next month. That'll be in October as we flow through Libra season. So for these next two Venus episodes, I want to stay close to the Virgo Pisces axis we talked about in the last two weeks and enter the Venus axis of Libra and Aries. Venus ingresses into Libra on September 30th, and will hang around the sign until October 23rd. So it's perfect timing to cultivate anticipatory energy around the coming Venus cycle. So for those new to astrology, or first beginning to listen or work with me, I view a lot of astrology and their natal placements or our natal placements along axis lines of relationship. So for example, if our natal sun is in Aries, there's really something vitally important and integrative about the movement and embodiment of the journey developing an Aries sun through incorporating the opposite of Libra. In other words, one who is on the journey of an Aries sun can learn and become balanced or wholesome by embodying aspects of the Libra archetype to back up or support the Aries sun. So it kind of works in a flow aspect. Sometimes I picture this flow aspect or this axis as above and below, or underground roots yielding a surface plant. Furthermore, it seems that instead of static, immovable archetypal placements of planets, there is a lot more evocative or true energy about things actually moving along an axis line because I feel like there are very few things that are static and even if we do have preferences so say if we have that airy sun there is something that inevitably will 
pull or be curious about that Libra axis. So I think, I think everything kind of moves on relationship and axis lines. So this is one way I look at some of the natal placements, but not all of them. And even if this way doesn't resonate with your intuition, there is still a wonderful understanding that can come from studying the axis lines or the oppositions as a way to compare and contrast. So you can think of it as just contrast. So for the next two weeks, I'll look at giving and receiving from the lens of a Venus in Aries and its opposite Venus, which is a Venus in Libra. We'll start with the Venus in Aries. So we can help usher in when Venus is actually in Libra in the coming week. So we'll start with the Aries side and then we'll go to the Libra side. So broadly, if you listen to the last couple of weeks, I often refer to the Virgo Pisces axis as the axis of order and chaos. Now, when I think broadly of the Libra Aries axis, I think of this as the axis of others and self. On this axis, we will call generally Libra representing the side of others and Aries representing the side of self. So popularly, or in this kind of superficial but somewhat helpful astrology, this is very obvious. Since it seems as if Libra placements are all about relationships, people, harmony, balance, and Aries placements are all about self, personal expression, and this sort of I am power. But underneath each of these is the other. This is an integrative, rooted Aries. You know, it has the support of the Libra archetypal principles and vice versa. So they're in an axis and they support each other. They can support each other. Um, You know, we all have evidence of opposition. So when we think of oppositions, it's really funny because neither end of the opposite can exist without the presence of the other. So they mutually support each other and yet they appear as if they're opposite each other, but they're on the same axis, which is like you have to kind of get under that duality to kind of perceive that and just to get a sense of it. Um, Libra in general is a cardinal air sign. It is diurnal, or I guess you could say, quote, masculine in nature. And Aries is a cardinal fire sign, also diurnal or day-based, quote, masculine or projective in nature, however you want to think of that. The, these signs are similar in their cardinal initiatory energy. They're also similar in that they're both diurnal or somewhat projective or, quote, masculine rather than receptive. And I use masculine and feminine just because if you're reading old text, you're going to see a lot more of that. So diurnal, projective, or uh, masculine, or odd-numbered, they're all the same when you look at astrology. So part of the root or basis of these signs are the same. But one of the first basic principles that they differ on is their element. Libra is air. Aries represents the element of fire. Fire and air differ in some important ways. So just for a second, can you think of just a few words offhand that make air and fire different elementally or just picture them or feel them in yourself? In general, air is diffuse, 
It's shared. It's communal. It signifies the mental realm. It is light. It is scattered. It is connected. In general, fire is hot and direct, individually focused and generative. It is immediate and associated with intuition and direct knowing and primal sensations. Air can fuel fire, but it can also put fire out. And in a sense, fire is the most vulnerable element as it can be put out by an excess of every other element. Wind or air, water and earth can all put fire out. So as we continue, we'll apply what we've gathered so far about the principles of the elements of Libra and Aries to this idea of giving and receiving for a Venus in Aries. If you or someone you know has a Venus in Aries, your Venus is in a cardinal fire position, a spicy, quick, catalyzing situation that often knows what it wants. Venus in our natal charts speaks to what we desire or want. The principle we need to feed and cultivate to feel balanced. The whole chart sort of hinges on a, a few elements. I think Venus is one of them. In ourselves and in our chart, the Venus and to some extent the moon are places that need to be nourished. And another word I like to pull out for this is satisfaction or to feel satisfied. And if our moon is hungry, if our Venus is hungry, if we have desires and wants that we do not know about or we don't know how to fulfill, we often go around seeking that from other people or projecting them out and then hoping that others will fulfill that need or desire. So it's really good to own, know, and to cultivate or feed this principle. What we need or want in order to feel satiated or satisfied in our desires is a good way to think about Venus. Um, we can also look at Venus as related to relationships and what we want in relationships, but I think that also has to do primarily with our wants and desires. So approaching it personally first is a really good way to embody some principles of psychological astrology. So archetypally, a Venus in Aries desires self-expression and direct ability to want what it wants and to get what it wants. It wants to feel excited, adventurous, involved in initiatory activities or catalyzing moments. It wants freedom to do, to act, and to act on desire, to act on intuition, and to be able to be unhindered in pursuit. It is really motivated by this sort of yes atmosphere or this optimism to pursue or crusade for what it wants. Fire is an expressive element and Aries is quite initiatory. It doesn't respond well to restraint or containment. So when left to itself to be free or move, to act and catalyze, a Venus in Aries can be insightful, fiery, playful, optimistic, and desiring of all those elements or things that represent those elements. That fun, that that spiciness, that um that zest, that vitality, that 
spark of romance, that spark of sexuality. So there is something of a spice or a flair here. This idea of knowing what one wants and wanting it now can sometimes feel or seem gregarious or forceful or quick to others not familiar with the Aries aesthetics or who may not have a lot of fire energy in their charts. But to honor a Venus in Aries is to develop and find places, people, and outlets for this zest and vital spark to be free and not tamped down. So a lot of times this is about shepherding or stewarding places and spaces for Aries energy. And we may have to do this for ourselves. So if we go around and expect that every place, person, thing, and situation will be open to that, uh, the zest of the Venus and Aries, then we, we really have to understand that the whole, the whole world isn't able to support necessarily or even understand that energy, but there are places and people and things that are. A Venus and Aries may be quick to desire and to jump into new situations. It may desire to dabble and to create and to initiate, but not necessarily follow through or need to come to a completion with things. So people and places with whom the Venus can express its creative, fiery, quick energy can help bolster or support this sometimes vulnerable Venus, which is a surprise to some people that a Venus in Aries can be vulnerable because it seems so zesty and forceful to some, but that's kind of the front end of it. And that's the idea of the Aries archetype, that initiatory energy. It's the same energy that brings us from the depth of winter into the rebirth of life. So those spring ephemerals, they're very powerful, but they're also very vulnerable. They have the faith to push through, but then they've, they've created so much effort pushing through that, you know, they, they don't follow through. They, they, they spring bring up and that's what we appreciate about them. So remember while all fire is bright and drawing, it can be elementally put out by other elements, especially heavy doses of other elements. So understanding the ebb and flow of fire and the need and want and desire to protect or shepherd fire is important to feed a fire. So, you know, you can think of yourself or for those you love who have Venus in a fire sign, um, think of fire tenders. There's a reason that people tend fires or shepherd sheep. It's, it's that you're not tamping it down. You're, you're, you're cultivating what it knows how to do best. I like the word shepherding a lot for Aries energy. And while a Venus in Aries is initially catalyzing and bright, it's also something that can easily burn out. So once again, it can go out and it also needs inspiration and sometimes that tending or the shepherding to hold the space in between the flames or to help keep it going. So with this in mind, not only does a Venus and Aries desire to spark, initiate, and what will like want what it wants, but it also does desire some protection or shepherding or tending and an understanding of its vital and vulnerable nature in ourselves and others. So cardinal signs by nature are initiatory. They have a bigger front end, but don't always have an endurance, especially cardinal Aries. With this in mind, 
Can we understand the desires and wants of our Venus and Aries, the fire, you know, in its elemental nature, and the need to express or initiate the energy behind it, but also that space in between that initiatory spark? It has a need and a desire to be unbridled in action and also to be tended or revered in its coming and going, to be able to be with the fire when it's present and in anticipatory optimism when the flame has gone temporarily out. So now moving into the practical. If you have a Venus in Aries, can you relate with what we've spoken to so far? Or what of that description can you relate with? What else would you add? So what does this mean then practically about what you want and desire? Or if you were to give a gift to yourself or another with a Venus in Aries, what would you do? How would you gift yourself or someone else? I think a key word to play with is spontaneity, novelty, or quick action. So what are some things or places that cultivate an opportunity for these words? So think of it for a minute. Spontaneity, novelty, quick action, fun. A Venus in Aries may enjoy a spontaneous or novel experience or to be one to initiate a kind of experience or outing and have others go along for the journey. So somebody who creates an adventure or like a scavenger hunt and other people may join in. So the opportunity to initiate an adventure. This opportunity towards adventure and initiation could be given as a suggestion or given to yourself as a gift. So if you have a Venus in Aries, you know, some people may like plan parties and things like that, but planning an outing or planning a situation where you could be with others and be a leader or bring people into an unknown or into an adventure can be a really fun way to initiate, to go with your desire and to bring other people into that. So you can see that's playing into that Libra back end too. It's like you're using your desire to initiate and to catalyze, but you're, you're bringing others into it. You know, there's a there's a rootedness there. This spontaneous initiatory experience could involve so elements of adventure or also seemingly impossible tasks like games, I don't know, escape rooms, a sporting event, uh, water skiing, a murder mystery dinner. So there's some element of adventure there that might be wonderful to invite yourself or others into. A Venus in Aries may like to pair creative expression with spontaneity in activities or places like improv comedy, artist nights, or artist make and take events where each person gets to create their own art or, you know, throw down something within a couple hours and take it home. So it's not something you have to work at or finish over time. It's something you can do right in the evening. Um, you might also like to do something like a pop-up event or like a throw down sporting event like something that happens that's fun that it's a one-time event or go play a game or go to a sporting event or even participate depending on your venus and aries and if you if you like the sports approach places or events that are spontaneous or one-off can fulfill that cardinal expression 
without having to necessarily follow through or tamp down with reoccurring events or meetings about things or having to do things over again or follow up. It's just a moment of creation. And more to the physical, those with a Venus in Aries may like to initiate a date or may initiate romance. And it may be helpful to understand um, where you are in your relationship and, and be and be open in if you are initiatory and you want to just have things that are spicy and one off that you just that you offer that and you just kind of own that Venus in Aries. So you can invite people on dates, you can do friend dates, you can do coffee dates, you can there's there's many ways that that Venus can catalyze relationships physically or friendship wise and they don't have to be recurring. They especially if you're upfront about what your intentions are that that you enjoy catalyzing and being with others in situations and that you're not necessarily needing or wanting to make something enduring or recurring. So you can think about that just depending on where you are in your life. And finally, if you were to give a gift to a Venus in Aries, never overlook the simple gesture of checking in with them in a simple conversation or acknowledgement of their light, but also thinking about this idea of burning out and asking, you know, what do you need to cultivate that fire or in between those catalyzing moments? So if you see the spark and you see it burning bright, know that fire by nature comes and goes, especially that cardinal fire and mutable fire. It's, it's something that changes. So so be aware of yourself changing in energy and offering and also the person that you're involved with. If you love the spark, also notice that part where it's quiet. It's between sparks and ask, you know, what do you need there? Or I noticed this. It's, it's a, it's a easy conversation to have once you notice it, just kind of naming that to yourself and others. And you can learn about the process of replenishment. So you can gift your Venus in Aries or the one of someone you love. Also, this element of shepherding, tending, or supporting that space between the catalyzing fire. Until next time, breathe deep. Linger long.